been a while. Yeah, it's been it's been pretty insane. It's been really great. And then the reason why I missed last week was um, I know we've talked about briefly my in-laws saga of their sinking house. Um, they got told on Friday that they needed to be moved out by Monday. And so I spent nine hours on Sunday um, helping them move out of their house because the ceiling's buckling now. So, you know, it's just one more thing. And now uh, her parents are splitting their time between my family's house and the in-laws. So they're basically homeless right now. Uh, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So I don't wish that on anyone. I see the amount of stress that they're under. So, you know, hopefully everyone T's and P's for strong foundations. <laughs> oh, that's too much, too much. <laughs> um and off camera this week uh she's been a little bit busy uh we've got jordan jordan how are you how's your week you know uh it's it's been all right i've been trying to figure out my um internet situation so i can stream a little bit uh more smooth like um but yeah nothing too crazy yeah, I've seen some of your streams. I know you're getting pretty frustrated with the uh, Valorant trying to be, uh, you know, some of those games require a lot of quick internet. And when you're dying just because your internet it starts to get super frustrating, I'm sure. Yeah, it's not even dying. Like, sometimes I laugh about it, but it's overall just like Valorant and streaming are my two favorite things right now. They're the things that make me happy uh, with everything that's going on. So it's hard when I can't do both of those at the same time. And I feel like I'm going to have to switch up my content if there isn't like a way that I can fix it and it just like that sucks and I just get visibly irritated and I think everyone can see it and it just it's not great oh for sure for sure you might have to switch to chess (laughs) some nice turn-based gaming you know you know it is a it is a a sport we learned apparently hey man it chess is. streams are where it's at right now. It is true. They this chess streams get <laughs> they a take lot off. of content. Yeah. And all the way on the end, joining us again, if you haven't started to notice, this may be a theme because he's probably sticking around permanently <laughs> as you're about to hear some announcements in the next couple of weeks. But we've got Ender. Ender, welcome back. Thank you for having me back. Of course, of course. Uh, your week, how's it been going? Anything exciting? Uh, not not much. Um Kids just started uh, fall baseball season, so we spent uh, the weekend pretty much getting them uh, out there and doing stuff. My daughter just just jumped into coach pitch. Uh, she's the only girl on her team, so she's uh, adjusting to that because not many girls signed up this year, which was kind of surprising. Um, and my son is in uh, what they call blast ball, uh, which is like the pre-t-ball stage. Um, so they use this really like big soft ball that they use and the bases like squeak when they jump on them. So it's like, just, it, it's basically like herding cats. You just see them running around <laughs> everywhere and going crazy, but it's, it's, it's awesome to watch. And they see the, the basics of, of the game while they're how out old, there. But how old? What age is this? He's three. He's oh, three. Wow, so it, okay. it's, you know, it's, it's just to get him started and together with friends on the field. And then when he goes, when he turns four, he'll start the actual hey, like, T-ball. The, here are your positions and stuff like that. Maybe the gimmicks kind of help though. Yeah, I could, I definitely saw, I didn't know what it was uh, when we started and I did it with my daughter. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, this is cool. At least gets him on the field. And the big thing is it got him not to be afraid of the ball at all. 
because it was so soft that they wanted to get in front of it. And like, if it hit them, they didn't care. So it was really nice to start with it. And then they hit the T-ball phase where the ball's harder now and, and they're not as afraid uh, to get in front of the ball. So we did notice that with my daughter. So we did it with my son. Oh, okay. That's perfect. Well, Andrew, before- what are you drinking? Is that a beer? No, this is my, <laughs> my normal plug. Uh, liquid death uh, spring water. It's mountain water, liquid death. For those that don't drink, that don't want to continue to be asked why they don't have a drink, it looks just like it or an energy drink and no one questions you. So you just get to drink water all day. Hey, perfect. Okay, James, I promise that was not an intentional like open for a <laughs> plug. I really thought he was like, all right, man, let's do this podcast shit. No, nope. <laughs> nope. no, I take the plugs. I have it on, on my stream, too. I'm, I'm waiting for them to call me. Ender, Ender it chat seems says, like they don't want to sponsor me yet. Chat right now says Liquid Death, the best water in the world. Hey, it's at 7-Elevens now. Um, <laughs> it's, 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 it's going around. It's, it's awesome. The best can water in the world, you can tell because it's at 7-Eleven. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, man, it's right next to the energy drinks. Hey, purveyors hey. of excellent water from around the world oh yeah murder <laughs> well, your thirst murder so, your thirst <laughs> kia kane in chat says i've never heard of it um so let's jump right into it for those of you who didn't know uh, i was out of the country for just about two weeks i was in turks and caicos for work and then did a little vacation also i know a lot of people have looked at my social media and just for anyone that watches this i don't want to keep answering the same question over and over and over that was just a candlelight dinner it is something that happens at the resort i work for it was not a wedding ceremony despite uh what a lot of people thought so no i am still uh not not married and uh have not proposed either so we will uh so james we're not supposed to discuss your engagement that was something that was supposed to be quiet (laughs) jesus (laughs) no no oh (laughs) <laughs> yeah, see if I can hit recall on that so, email. My bad. Someone in chat though does say only good things come from Seven Eleven. So before we get too far off the rails, <laughs> let's at least get our main topic out of the way. Taquitos. You can tell we, we you can tell we haven't been together in a while fully. Um, but uh, with Jordan uh, and um, Jay and Ender and Ender, I'm going to start with you. Let's jump right into it. Epic versus Apple. The decision came down. Uh, they did not win the Monopoly part of it, as we discussed kind of pre-show. Uh, but, Ender, just kind of go through what you know about it and kind of what your your uh, thoughts and, and what has happened, and then we'll kind of kick it over to Jordan and, and then on to Jay. Yeah, so um, basically, if you haven't seen it, uh, Apple and, well, Epic, Fortnite, Fortnite Mobile um, got removed from the Apple App Store when they made the choice to not use Apple's in-app purchasing portal. Um, So if you make an app on the app store, you have to use Apple's in-app purchase method. Uh, They take 30% of all of that to provide that for you. Epic decided we don't want to do that. uh, So we're going to make our own. And Apple was like, cool, you broke our terms and conditions. We're going to remove your app from the store. And they did that. So, um, Basically, Epic sued Apple on 10 counts. I don't know all the counts, but one was Monopoly. The other one was um, for the um, in-app purchases. And overall, Apple won nine out of the 10 uh, pieces. The Monopoly one was the one they lost. Everything else kind of fell over there. Uh, But the one thing that came out of it was the judge did rule that Apple cannot prohibit developers from adding links to external websites for in-app purchases. 
So to me, that's pretty big moving forward, uh, especially for small developers, larger developers of having a new way to really create the revenue where we have this question mark of, are they still losing the 30%? Are they not? Is it, you know, how does this work when they go around? It's the potential for these guys to start making a whole lot more money by using their own external apps um, for payment uh, for external websites and in-app purchases. The other side to that kind of makes me think, um, are you going to run into some security issues, you know, while you circumvent Apple's, security they have they've been pretty on the front of keeping their app secure and everything there apple's very determined to keep their app store safe so does this open some other things up that might come into security wise i don't know i'm not an expert there but it was just something that went through my head of like hmm wonder if this is a good thing or a bad thing but people not taking 30 percent of your revenue that's a good thing for if you're a company so uh that's kind of what happened kind of where i'm on the verdict of it wasn't a slam dunk for Epic Games. They didn't get everything they wanted. Uh, they do have to pay Apple back uh, the money. Uh, I think it was around $6 million that they have to pay Apple back um, while they were not using their MAP purchases. So uh, that was a little blow to them. But sounds like they're going to continue to be able to use this external uh, website for in-app purchases. So I don't really know where it goes from there. Yeah, it, does, it does, definitely does get a little like muddy water. I mean, you look at, I can't game pass for me is the first one where I noticed a difference of, I didn't get it on the app store, but the way it works is you just go to Xbox live slash game pass or whatever. And then I save that to my phone. I save that website to my phone and essentially puts it on my phone. This, it looks like for me, it's no different than just clicking an app. Right. And then I click the app and it goes through a web browser base. So, I don't know if it's just that complicated on the back end and that's why, you know, most people won't do that. But from a user standpoint, for me, it is no different than me just downloading an app and clicking on the same button. So that the whole workaround thing, you know, for bigger companies, I guess it's it's probably pretty easy. Um, and I don't really know how Apple would, would stop that. But Jordan, any kind of thoughts to you on what you think this might affect or your thoughts on Epic winning a, a few of the cases? Yeah, I kind of wonder if that means that uh, Apple's going to be charging maybe lesser percentage because there's going to be more competition with that. Um, or if they're just going to stay the same because they're Apple. But you think, you know, obviously competition, I think competition always creates something positive out of every environment it comes into. So hopefully um, we'll start to see more competitive pricing. One with games could possibly be cheaper or like we said, devs could get more for the work that they put into it. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, that's something that the, I mean, Epic themselves have started the competition on their own store, right? Given more money back to the developers and forcing steam to kind of second look at, at how much they do and we just talked last week on how youtube's giving more back to the creator and maybe that's going to force twitch to change their percentage uh jay i know you've been sitting there patiently and quietly which was probably hard enough uh based on you know kind of what ender said your thoughts well it's just and it, it wasn't too hard to to stay quiet because really this case believe it or not it's not just epic versus apple like who controls the money flow, right? This is has way more consequences across the entire ecosystem of 
how you basically do business and how you get the consumer to make those purchases. So when you start talking about having to have your own pipeline, um, one, Ender brings up a great point. Like, do we trust Epic to run their own data um, you know, side of things, their own credit card, their own um, security? Because that, um, believe it or not, most people don't realize that is just credit card security is its own industry. And for the fact that Apple hasn't had a data breach is mind blowing. Um, you know, do we check, do we trust these young developers? Like say, you know, um, you know, gamey dad say, say you start your own thing. I don't trust you with my credit card. I trust Apple with my credit card, but I don't trust you at all. I don't know. I don't know you, you're making some new game. Um, you know, hell, um, Splitgate couldn't even get their damn servers up and running. Do we expect them to be able to process a hundred thousand payments a month? Um, without any sort of challenges on their own external site. And then obviously building out that structure, if you really are going to go that way, um, is really interesting. And I think, and Ender and I spoke about it previously, is it's really interesting that the judge specifically called out the monopoly portion of it and goes, yeah, Apple's not a monopoly. Like, and that just crushed, you know, basically nine of their 10 counts, right, or nine of their 10 um, arguments right there because they uh, determined that Apple is not a monopoly. And then it goes on later and then you look at it and Epic suing Google too. So it's going to be really interesting. And I think this is something that we're just kind of seeing the, t uh, the tip of the iceberg on and We're going to be hearing, you know, updates every five, six months for the next year and a half, two years um, while these monsters in the industry kind of fight it out. Well, let it's me like ask, Godzilla versus King Kong. Let me ask you guys something. <clears throat> I'm just kind of thinking about it as as you and Ender and, and Jordan are are bringing up your points. A lot of people, you know, Epic Epic doesn't have Apple and Microsoft money, but they've they've got enough to to hold their own, right? You know, they're they're up there with with the big boys, I would say. And <clears throat> do you think this is something they kind of already knew how this case was going to shake out, but they're just trying to shake up the industry and force these companies to bring down the share of their percentages in a way that they're just, you know, bringing them to light? I mean, look when this all started. I mean, Epic's first trailer, you know, they made a commercial literally based on Apple's first commercial that was against what? Microsoft or IBM or whatever yeah. it was back in the day. So is it that they kind of expected this and they're just using it to throw their weight around and, and push them around Ender. I think whenever you go with the monopoly plea to one of the top companies out there right now, you have to expect you're, you're behind the eight ball already. Like not many people come out winning that it's, it's been proven like they, like the people have gone after these top companies many times and they haven't come out on top. Uh, they've always sided with the larger company because there's really it's really hard to prove that monopoly. Um, you know, they've tried it with I mean, they've been trying to get Microsoft for how long now? And like there was a time where Microsoft was what, 90, 98 percent of all operating systems out there and they still couldn't prove it. Like at the end of the day, they still couldn't prove that. So. I think that portion of it, they knew they were going to walk into it. It was probably going to get thrown out. But the payment side of it, the part that they partially won, and I say partially won because they had to pay the money back because you, you did break your terms and conditions. It didn't change anything like that was you, you did that. It's written there. It's plain as day. You knew you had to do that. You knew you circumvented the system when you agreed to, you know, you signed the contract to be in the app store. That's on you. You have to follow that. So they probably knew and. They've already paid the money back. They knew 
<laughs> they had the money sitting aside to pay this. So they've already paid $6 million back to Apple. Um, that tells me they knew this was coming. It took them a week to pay $6 million. Okay. Yeah, they had it sitting aside, ready to go. They're ready to go. I just, um, have a, I, I just wonder who chose on their team to even make that decision, right? Do you think that they just didn't read their, their contract thoroughly? Or do you no, think that they, they just knew said, they like, it. They so they just it. didn't care? That's so interesting. Yeah, so right at the beginning, they did, I mean, when they chose to break the contract <laughs> and make the external thing, it took, what, Apple not even a day or maybe less than two days to... It was that. like a day and a half. Yeah, and then they oh they God. already had the lawsuit ready. So and that, that I mean I'm not a lawyer, but I can I can't imagine it wasn't put together in a few oh. hours. Yeah, I can tell you from the business side that to be able to put a lawsuit together that's that well thought out. Because usually what happens is something happens. The CEO comes out and he goes, "I can't believe they did this. We're going to have our legal team look into it and blah blah blah." And then 45 day, days later, there's a suit. When you're talking like a matter of a day and a half or hours or anything like that, you've already started a couple months ago. And basically what happened was the executive team came in there with the legal counsel, uh, whether it's internal, external. They said, OK, look, this is what we're going to do. What are we getting into? Like, what are like, what are we expecting? What is our battlefront? Like, you know, do we need to start PR? Do we need to start everything like that? And that starts, you know, weeks, if not months ahead of time. Um, especially being able to draft up um, papers and that, um, you know, and be ready to really... film a commercial. Oh yeah, like, no, you, got, you got a commercial ready to go. Like, oh yeah, they were ready for this fight. Oh yeah, and it's just math, really. It's it's just math at the end of the day. You know, if they took and said, okay, well, you know, you know, we did this for this much, we're going to owe them six million dollars. Well, keep in mind, six million dollars is only thirty percent of the amount of revenue that they made. And so if they're saying, okay, it's $6 million, like, and we're trying to fight this, you know, is it worth pushing it down to 20% with them and having that additional $2 million of revenue? Or do we fight them for the whole thing? Because our research shows that we're going to be able to scrape 10 to $15 million off of our own payment portal, um, you know, every single month or every single year. It's really just math. And that's all the CEO is looking at because it clearly was not affecting their their true business. We're talking about their revenue stream. We're not saying that Apple came out and put unnecessary security into it or made it really hard for people to download or you know anything like that. This is just a pissing contest over who owns what when it comes to the money. All right, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna swing this back. Being the, the Parents First Gaming podcast, I'm going to ask a simple question, which is something that a lot of people are reporting on this, whether you're IGN, uh, GameSpot, kind of funny, whoever else is out there kind of talking about what's going on. They're never going to look at it from this way, but I kind of want us to. And Jordan, we'll start with you. <clears throat> if you're just a regular parent and you see this and your kid plays Roblox or whatever else they play on their iPad or their smartphone or their Android phone, because obviously Epic's going after Google as well. From a parent standpoint, is this going to change anything they do? Should they worry that all of a sudden prices are going to get jacked? You know, if Apple's taking less of the cut, are they going to, are, are these other places going to charge more? Is it going to be, you know, $10 for a Fortnite season pass? Now it's $20 for a Fortnite season pass or, you know, whatever it is for Roblox. Jordan, is that something you think people should worry about? 
as for what they should worry about and as for what I would do as a parent or different. <laughs> I honestly feel kind of dumb because before you guys mentioned the whole security part of it, I didn't even think about that. So unfortunately I may have been an uninformed parent and didn't think anything was different. And then all of a sudden my kid uses my card and, you know, to process it through something they don't know. And all of a sudden I have fraud. So, uh, That's a good yeah, point. I, right. Right. I didn't even think about that until you guys brought that up. So yeah, it might be because I don't have kids that I don't think about stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, I think that, that it, this is going to change a lot. I think it's going to take a little bit to to go into effect, though, right? These things don't really happen overnight. Yeah, for sure. But no, Jordan, I I, I mean, the simple question you're asking right there is most parents watching this are probably, uh, you know, not properly informed on how the payments work, whether they're paying over an app store or a third party site. So Ender, yeah. your thoughts on, you know, you're, you're a parent, your kids are going to start gouging you for money for mobile gaming <laughs> yeah oh no they already do um, i already have a subscription pass to abc mouse so like it's it already have that that's already going but um, and that's a good point this doesn't just affect gaming correct this can yeah. affect any kind of so i think it's it's in-app purchases um i you know they have kind of and then that goes what you said it doesn't affect everything and we were talking a little bit before this on the way they're trying to define a video game so they, they still haven't defined what a video game is. So they were trying to bring that down to like the video game in-app purchase world, but they didn't really come up with a definition. Um, literally, the judge was like, we can't come up with a definition. We're moving on. Like, we're, we're just going to move on in this case. Um, so for your question specifically, I don't know if I'm going to have as much of an issue. I don't think I would care as much unless prices really started to spike. Um, I would be interested to see what the policy moving forward that Apple puts out for people that want to circumvent their in-app purchases. Cause here's a place where Apple now has an ecosystem of their app store. And they are now allowing someone to go outside of this store. What security are they going to put on that side? What requirements do you have to meet? What do you have to prove to Apple that you're doing correctly in order for them to let that circumvent out? Um, there's a lot more to that than than anything else, especially in the credit card industry and fraud. Uh, um, you have PCI DSS. And I know I live in the world of compliance in my real job. Um, so like, this is the kind of stuff where they're going to be a lot more legal suits that come through here to define what these guys have to do in order to uh, circumvent Apple's in-app purchase. Because Apple does all that for them. So you use Apple's internal payment method. You pay them 30% to not worry about it. <laughs> like, this is going to affect Apple overall, right? Because you guys were mentioning that it should only affect video games, but that can't be true, right? Wouldn't it just affect well, their Well, I think that's why they're trying game? to define it to the video game section just around that, but it could affect other things down the road. Um, they've even said that I don't think they put a number on it yet, but uh, it says most of Apple's App Store revenue comes from gaming apps. So the, for in-app oh, purchases, oh, okay. so like yeah. in-app purchases mostly come from the gaming apps, skins, all the other stuff. We've been there. We've seen every game that we have go to microtransactions and that's a whole nother story in its own yeah. right. Um, but my, my concern goes to, if anything I was going to be concerned with would be the security of the ecosystem as itself. 
Apple prides itself on, you know, the ecosystem word and having everything work together and living inside of themselves. And they only use their own things they control. You're giving up some of that control now. What happens next? How do you confirm that these guys are doing the right things? Is it going to affect it? I'm not sure. I haven't really gotten down into like any of the technical things that are going to change or it's been a long time since I've worried about trying to build you know, an app or anything at that point. So I wouldn't be the one to be able to speak on that, but it would be interesting to see if this is going to affect it because Google has been known to have that open play system sometimes. And you get some really trash apps in there that don't have to follow a lot of rules and doesn't have that scrutiny that the Apple app store has. Does this open up for some more leniency? My gut tells me, no, I think Apple's going to take care of it because of their reputation and their brand. But what does that actually put on them? Do they have to pay them something to go outside of it? They never said that. Yeah. <laughs> they never said like, is okay, you want to get out of it. You want to use this external app. Well, rather than 30%, you got to pay 10. And we'll open the API and allow you to go around it. Because they can just close that down again and go back to the lawsuits and just continue to fight this in, in lawsuits. Well, be, be, yeah, true. Before we Before we leave this topic and go on to a little bit more fun stuff to, to chat about. Jay, I'm going to kick it to you because I'm curious with your, you know, you're constantly talking about the marketing and everybody's just in it for the dollar. No one cares about the person, but you have, I know for a fact, your kids are, are getting some, some Roblox bucks from you and some V bucks and some stuff. But how do you handle that as a parent knowing that you hate it at the same time? So, um, before I jump into that, I want to add on to what Ender was talking about is, you know, really you're paying the app store to be able to host server space. I mean, kind of the whole package, like, here's my app, please make me money. Um, and then they charge 30%. Well, you still have in that ecosystem, that mobile game has to still leave Apple servers and authenticate that that's, you know, whatever those skins are, your account is everything like that. Which means, and I have a very basic understanding, and Ender, you might be able to help me out. Um, James, I don't think you're going to be able to help me out with all this on this. Um, is if you go out and authenticate, and you've got this, and you basically have to authenticate your subscription, Apple can just turn around and be like, oh, absolutely. You can pay them you know, for this particular skin or subscription or anything like that. By the way, we demand 10% of that revenue that you're making because you've now got to come back in to authenticate a game that's sitting on our servers that is using our phones, our everything. And really it's just, instead of 30% coming out, it's 20% coming out and 10% coming in. And we're right back at the same spot where, where we are. I think it's really interesting that they made them open it up, but I, just knowing Apple and how smart those folks are over there and how d- revenue driven they are, they might start charging for pe- for that money coming back into their games and back into their ecosystem. Yeah. One of the things was, is that Apple had to require the, well, Apple has to open it up, but they also, from what I read, are going to, Apple is still going to require the option. So there you're going to you're going to go into the app and you're going to have two options. Do you want to pay through Apple App Store or do you want to pay through Epic Direct Payment or whatever it may be? Uh they had a little like uh 
mock-up of what it would look like. They call it Apple Direct or Epic Direct Payment. So for the Apple in-app um, price, it would be $9.99. For the Epic, it would be $7.99. So there's a 20% discount. So from what I'm seeing there, if it's a 20% discount, were they already thinking about putting a 10% on it just already? Or is that just, you know, how much they want to make? Like, I don't know there just from looking at that change. Um, so they're going to have the option to do it. And, and when it comes down to like authentication, yes, they have to authenticate, but they don't have to collect credit card information. And that's when you start getting right. into like the really, I mean, Apple holds everybody's credit card information like they, like it's i mean everyone has done something with apple where their credit card information is in there um and and to not have many breaches they've had a couple over the course of time but none in like i would say the modern app era uh when they were mm-hmm. first getting started with music apps and players and when they opened up to windows there's a big issue there where they had some issues with that but overall it's been pretty secure if you compare that to the google play store you know, like between the two ecosystems that are out there. Um, I think you're going to possibly see some more malware and fraud and issues with going through that external, but that still gives me the option. So if the option is there to pay, I honestly, as a parent would take the Apple option, even if it's $2 more, because I have that, that relationship with Apple over the years of like, you know, you're protecting my information you seem to be doing the right thing with it. Uh, I'll pay the extra $2. Now I, you know, I might be lucky to be able to be in that situation to pay the extra $2. Some may not. That's your choice, but I would always take the more secure route. And my mind that's Apple than it is Epic. Um, I mean, nothing against the Epic guys, but their track record and their history <laughs> in the news doesn't put a lot of faith in how they're going to handle my, my credit card information at that point. So well, and we have to remember too. Oh, sorry. Oh, you're good. I just had a question. I don't mean to like drive the conversation elsewhere or anything, but I just have a question. I feel like I'm kind of stupid. Yeah, go go so ahead. If if like Epic Games does, you know, want to process payments through their platform, it does that mean you'd have to use your direct credit card, or would they be using someone like PayPal, or would PayPal charge them like the same rate that like a uh, Apple would? Or am I just making this way too complicated? No, that's actually a, a really good question. I don't know. Yeah. Um, they probably could have whatever backend payment method they want. You would actually leave the app store, go to a website, and then yeah. from there process the payment that they have. So you could have the same security of processing it through PayPal. Like PayPal, right. Or through well, something else at that point. Even probably Apple and, Pay, which would kind of be really funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> Ender, you said you worked in uh, compliance, right? Yeah. Compliance and credit card pro- Okay, now your standard credit card processing fees anywhere from what three to four and a half percent, depending on the company and how many processes you do. Yeah, that's rough. That's rough average. Yep. Which is really funny because they are sh- showing, oh, you can save twenty percent, but they're actually only gaining a smaller percentage of revenue simply because their credit card processing fees plus all of their back end plus everything else. Yeah. I mean, you're. I mean, right now, it really feels like this is a pissing contest. But the interesting thing is, is as you mentioned, this is going to have that cascade event uh, effect over everything. And how many times have your kids like, oh, I just got this like Scrabble game and it's like barely in broken English. And they're like, yeah. "Do you? would you like to pay for this game using Apple or would you like to play for this using your credit card? Nope. <laughs> and it just and then all yeah. of a sudden you own like 
you know, $600 worth of merchandise from, um, you know, Amazon, yeah, whoever. Yeah. It, it yeah. And yeah, so it, it's really interesting. I think what you have to, to kind of look at it is, is Epic really thinking about getting into the mobile game market more than they are right now? Because yeah. if you take, if you take this and you like say, all right, we're going to launch 50 new mobile games, like the candy crush effect. You know, we're just going to go straight right. candy crush, develop as much as we can. Then you take, it's not one app. It's 50 apps gaining two to 3% over the course of time. You know, you start you expanding that on every application you build. That's a lot of money. Now we're talking company changing money and everything. It may not be right. like, Oh, it's six million dollars in Fortnite, but multiply that by the other fifteen apps that I own. You know, that's a pretty big deal now. Um yeah. and and you may not know who owns those apps, you know, or or who's behind them, um, because they hide it so well <laughs> when you actually roll back to this com- this company owns this company who owns that company who's owned by China. Um, you know, at the end of the day when it comes to apps. Oh, no. We developed an app, and it was like our app, our everything, and it was a white label app out of Ukraine. Like that's, you know, we we paid them X number of dollars, and they delivered an app for us. I don't know code. I don't know how much, you know, sketchy shit was in that code. At the end of the day, they could have. I mean, they could be watching me right now because at some point in my phone, I gave them permissions into it, and I mean, it's just it's going to be interesting. I don't think we're going to really see the true fallout for the next like year or so. Um, after they get done with their uh, with their appeal, I do think it affects the large developers more than the smaller ones. I think the smaller ones will probably still take the Apple method because it's easier in the beginning. Yeah, less development, less work you have to do there. But as you grow, having that option might allow for new revenue to create new games, to pay the developers more, to do all of that other stuff. <laughs> to pay your entire compliance department now. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's we'll leave this. Well, hold on, we got someone. In, I mean, I can loudly say an item name, and we'll have advert uh, adverts for it on my phone and computer within a couple of days. Yeah, Savinger in chat says he can just say something, and it's going to be advertisements on your phone. That that, that's that's, that's the Google effect. That's the Google. Effect. Yep. Um. So let's let's move on real quick talk a little bit about gaming and i'm just curious you guys thoughts i i know i know some of your kids my my kid obviously isn't even holding a controller yet but uh as some of these parents listen they've got older kids we're getting into the holiday season of games and once again we're already seeing games get pushed back to the spring games were supposed to come out next month battlefields pushed back by halo is this something is just you guys are worried about? Do you think they're making the right decisions by pushing it back? How much work can something like Battlefield get done being pushed back just an extra month? Um, you know, the one thing I will say, everyone wants to compare, oh, Battlefield's trying to compete with Call of Duty. Oh, everyone's trying to compete with Halo. They all have their their markets, right? They all have their diehard player bases. But, I mean, we might as well get over the conversation on is someone going to compete with call of duty everyone can can hate on the game as much as they want no one's even close to their yearly sales year in and year out i don't know of any game that has been close to them year in year out so no one's really competing with them but are you guys worried with the changes do you think this is affecting the industry or is it just is what it is 
Jordan. What changes what changes are you referring to? Just the fact that the games keep getting pushed back. Like do you think it's I would a hundred percent prefer that a game gets pushed back than given to me half assed. And that's just how I feel about it. Also, if you're in the podcast, you have really good ears and you're he you hear purring from my mic. Uh that's my cat, not me. <laughs> just to clarify, you can't see me, so just wanted to put that out there. But yeah, and no. her, she's not really enjoying us as much as we thought she was. <laughs> I was, I was just thought I was doing a great job, but I guess not. Okay. Man, that's I how you know feel, she's happy. I feel terrible now. I got the complete wrong sign. Oh god. Um, I have to agree a hundred percent. I'd rather you push the game back. Um, well, let me rephrase that. The the adult me today would rather you push the game back. The the kid that wants it for Christmas is hating you right now. Of so like, like at the end of the day, it's like the kid inside of me is like, you know, get get your stuff together, build the game. How hard could this be? But the outside of it of look at the world as a whole today, they've been dealing with things that they have not had to deal with. You got all these guys out of their offices, COVID, all the other stuff that they're trying to deal with. Who knows what's going on with their employees' lives and been affected by everything globally. Um, there's a shortage on the consoles anyway, so a lot of people can't even get the better console to play the game if it's coming out on those. Can't get graphics cards. So it's like, to me, push it back. Give me a better game. Let me get all the stuff that I want to be able to do it. And, you know, I'll be happy. Um but I'll be really unhappy if the game still sucks and you took more time. Yeah. So like you gotta put out a good product. You're gonna push <laughs> it back. Tell me what you're doing. I think having more visibility into why they're pushing the games back and you know what they're really for and the bug fixes. Like I've been playing a lot of Vanguard, um, the open beta right now. Um I would be really happy if Call of Duty says we're going to push that game back. Like there's some serious problems in the game that they need to figure out right now that from the history of the work that I've done um, is not a quick fix unless they're already working on it. But I don't know. So like as a fan there, you don't really know what's going on, um, you know, with that game in particular, just because the beta just came out and I put so much time into it. Um. There's some big fixes they need to make. Uh, if they make the fixes, I think the game's going to be great. If they don't, it's going to be an okay launch. It's just going to be okay. I'll play it. I'll buy it. I'll fanboy it. Whatever. You know, it's, it's not going to stop. I pre-ordered it already. It's not going to stop me from playing the game. But it's one of those things where, yeah, there's problems in it. Um, I can see that. So if they came out tomorrow and said, hey, we're pushing this four weeks to fix our audio issue that you guys brought up when we did the open beta. Like, awesome. You listen to us and you push the game back to make it better. That's fantastic. But, uh, Hey, we're going to push this game back four weeks so we can uh, make sure we have enough, uh, blueprints in the game to sell to you. I'm not happy. Yeah. Like screw that. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I think it's the, uh, should we call it the cyberpunk effect? Yes. Where uh, rush to drop a game and then everyone now it's a punchline, right? Um, you know, and so line, I would right? absolutely um, much rather you know, push it back. Um, but Ender, I agree. It needs to still it needs to meet or exceed my expectations because I can't begin to tell you how excited I am for Top Gun Two and the fact that it got pushed yes. back. I'm like that that 
I better believe it. I mean, I better believe that I'm in an 80 shoot 'em up, man. Like I better believe that I'm in the plane with Tom Cruise. Damn it. Tom um, Cruise better be at my movie theater when I watch it. Like that's yeah, when I walk up, I go, Hey Tom, appreciate <laughs> you, man. I need a large popcorn and a drink, bro. Let's go. Like, no, but you're right. It's, it's really kind of balancing. And I think that once again, and this is kind of the James, this is one of the things that we've been talking about for months now. Just communicate. Like not, 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 uh, what is it? Not blizzard where you communicate your love and affection for your female coworkers inappropriately, but like communication of, <laughs> you don't you know, want to go to the Cosby room. <laughs> no, no, we're not going to the Cosby room. We're not crawling around in the cubicles. We're not doing all that stuff. We want to be professional and we want to communicate. And, and I think you bring a great point. Like it's a great, great, a great, Oh my God. A great way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm out of practice. A great way for like them to say, like, we care. We heard. Like EA when they had their um their Vader um issues with like Battlefront and everything, and they went like, Oh, well, we just want you guys to really be able to grind for you know six and a half years to be able to get you know Vader at the end of it, or you could buy it for $19.99. They were so incredibly tone deaf that it just blew everything up. Whereas if once again in this particular case, hey, we're pushing it back. We have some audio issues. Like people don't want to get killed because they found a secret passage in a in a in a mountain that allows you to run behind everyone into the circle and then pop back out. We found it. We're screwed. We got to take that whole section of the map and redo it. Um, and it's going to take us a month to do it. Like just communicate. Just talk to us. Let's yeah, know. and then I think there's there's also a level of you know through that communication of defining the difference between like this is a launch pushing bug versus is the bug we'll get to in a dev fix or a patch or down the road. Like just communicate right. that. Like if, if we know when these games come out, this isn't like it used to be where uh, you didn't know what the devs were doing. There wasn't, you know, as much you know, internet boards and everyone watching and people scraping your code and seeing what everything is about it. We know the bugs you're going to have. We know the fixes you're going to need. Just tell us what you're fixing. Tell us what's going to be there when the game launches. Like, hey, we are not going to be able to get to this. But our first, you know, three patches after the game comes out, we're going to address these issues and I'll be fine with it. Uh, just let yeah. me know because you do know. And there's no way you don't know. Well, you know, from building software, you, you there's no way that you have a, don't have a date or you don't have at least some form of date that you know you're going to get to um, and you're going to push for it. Just let me know. That way I don't feel like my now even more money I'm spending on these games. Cause now they're down to I think I bought the deluxe version for a hundred bucks. Like it's a hundred dollar game now. And you know, you're starting to push that, that pricing and we're seeing the pricing go up in these games. So my expectations of what the game's going to be is going to be higher. Even though I know as the consoles get better and the graphics get better, it requires more dev work, more time, more everything to build these. I still expect a better product because you're charging me more for it. So yeah. just let me know, be upfront about it. Um, I think one of the games that does a pretty good job about with that or used to um, was Blizzard back in the day, like with World of Warcraft and things like that. Like their patch notes were very detailed of what they were fixing, what they were going to do and when they were going to fix it. And this is back, you know, Burning Crusade, you know, almost 10 years ago now, stuff like that. 
But um, they were really good at it, and you saw them fall off of that. So as they fell off of being very vigilant with their fan base, and see what's going on in the news now. Obviously, they're too into themselves. So I would like them just to be upfront with me on when we're going to get stuff, when we're going to see it, and tell me as soon as you know that you're going to push it back and why. It, it seems reasonable yeah. um, to be able to do that. And if you don't know... You don't know. Like we found a bug that broke everything and we have no clue how to fix it yet, guys. Like we don't know. We're working on it. That's acceptable to me. Yeah. Like that happens. Yeah, I agree. I, I would just like them to acknowledge that the bug exists instead of acting like what bug? Like what What do you mean? It's a feature. It's not a bug. Yeah, it's a feature. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Being able to glitch through a wall is a feature. It's always been that way. All right, Jay. Uh before we end up saying goodbye tonight and jumping we got two more segments to jump through you and Jordan got a shout out coming out soon but you haven't been around for your soapbox i feel like something something's got to been up your your backside by now bro i have been so miserable trying to get everything done i've been watching your social media and all it is is beaches and i know you said you worked but i vaguely remember some video of you jumping into a surf simulator (laughs) um while you were working i was in my work stuff, uniform so you were in your work uniform i was very impressed i was disappointed you didn't have your name tag on though they you made coward. me take it off safety reasons <laughs> not the i mean um the resort itself did yeah well i mean it's i, I don't really have a soapbox because i will be the first person to admit i have been so unfocused on you know the gaming industry and everything and that's okay for all the parents that are listening out there it's okay for you know you to walk away at some point because that means you're not addicted because you know we did that episodes a couple of times with addiction um you know just to be able to put it on the back burner walk away um i do feel much more refreshed i've probably played call of duty maybe once in the last two or three weeks which for me is crazy um but no man just uh enjoying family enjoying the travel enjoying uh you know everything that goes along with moving my in-laws and having them move in with me three four days a week the soapbox is dusty man it's dusty <laughs> it's in the corner over we're, there we're gonna we're gonna um, pull it back out soon though so before we jump over to before we jump over to jordan's i do have a few announcements um pending unless he is just over us and has decided to uh disappear after this episode ender is joining the last choice network team full time he is going to be a huge part of the team coming soon we're going to kind of relaunch ourselves um starting the first week of october so next sunday night might be the last live sunday night parents versus gaming episode parents versus gaming is going to continue it's going to make some changes We're going to move it back to kind of focusing on parental advice and kind of tours. So some of the episodes, well, probably a lot of the episodes as we have drug things down into the ground um, are going to be very short, a lot shorter, probably around the 30 minute range. We're going to be very focused, bring on uh, other parents that game or, you know, parents that don't game but have kids. And we're going to be very interview focused with that. Uh, the Sunday night podcast, if we're able as a team to still stay live, we are still going to have one. We're going to launch the brand new Last Choice Network podcast, and that's just kind of going to be a hodgepodge, which this has slowly started to turn into. I definitely feel like we've got a rhythm. We do have another show that won't be live, but it'll be going um, start airing the same week of October with two others. 
uh, Anxious Peach and another uh, buddy, Chris Harger, are going to do a horror movie and horror show podcast for Last Choice Network. And we do have a few other shows that I will let everyone on this podcast know as soon as we get done. Um, (laughs) So we're definitely going to, I will say, (laughs) last, what's that? Oh, anime and OnlyFans? Yes, we I'm are in. We are doing an anime. We're going to have an anime podcast soon. Uh, Jay's probably going to be the confused parent that always joins as a guest. Uh, that is definitely so not I can, I can totally be the confused person. <laughs> like, if you need someone to just be like, I have no clue what you're talking about, I, I can do that. And we've got uh, some more things coming up for Jordan as well and a few other people joining our team. So I will let everyone know shortly. Now, before we say goodbye, we can't forget Jordan. She might not be on camera, but we can't skip her. What's up, dog? What up, dog? Segment. Jordan, who do we got this week? Oh, I can't. I feel like you need a sound bite for that. Like, yeah, I need you. I need you to say the what's. You know, I gotta hear it. (laughs) All right, we're gonna be saying what's up, dog, to the King Gummies. Um, I found him through TikTok, and sadly. He reached, I think, like 35,000 followers on TikTok and unfortunately got like hate rated and got his TikTok taken down. So he has to start no. all over again. Yeah, it's it's been a struggle, but he's been nothing but smiles and positivity. Him and his friends, like, you know, I've been going through a hard time. They always make me smile and laugh and they're just a really fun time. So if you guys could show them some support and maybe you'll end up falling in love with the stream as much as I do because he's just so much fun well we're gonna send you guys over there i hope you guys enjoy it please say hi and say hi from parents versus gaming on behalf of me ender jay and jordan thank you guys so much for stopping by and we'll see you next sunday bye Bye -bye. see you later